Hi, folks. It's Linda. And this is Glenn. And we're back with another Preparing Our Hearts for Worship podcast for you that we trust you will really enjoy. What's our song subject this week, Glenda? Sweet Hour of Prayer. It's about our most precious time of the day, a time we spend with Jesus our Lord. Glenn and I like to start our day with our Bible study and prayer time. Makes the rest of the day go better, doesn't it? It certainly does. It sets the tone of the day and gets our hearts in line with what God has for us that day. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief and oft escape the tempter's snare by thy return, sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, the joys I feel, the bliss I share, of those whose anxious spirits burn with strong desires for thy return. With such I hasten to the place where God my Savior shows his face, and gladly take my station there, and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, thy wings shall my petition bear. To him whose truth and faithfulness engage the waiting soul to bliss. And since he bids me seek his face, believe his words, and trust his grace, I'll cast him on my every care and wait for thee sweet hour of prayer. The text appears to come from William Walford, an obscure, blind, lay preacher who served in the hamlet of Coleshill, Warwickshire, England, in the mid-19th century. He owned a small trinket shop in the village. William Walford was blind, but this did not make him worthless. On the contrary, he sat by the fire in his English home, English home in the mid-19th century. His hands kept busy whittling out useful objects, such as stew horns. His mind was active, too. Called on to preach from time to time in a rural English church, William Walford composed sermons in his head to deliver on Sundays. He memorized a huge amount of the Bible, which he quoted verbatim in his sermons. Some people in his church thought he had memorized the entire scriptures, cover to cover. William also composed lines of verse, and he prayed. In the pulpit, he never failed to select a lesson well adapted to his subject, giving chapter and verse with unerring position, and scarcely ever misplacing a word in his Repetition of Psalms, every part of the New Testament, the prophecies, and some of the histories, so as to have the reputation of knowing the whole Bible by heart. According to Christianity.com, beyond the fact that he was blind and the few details recorded by Thomas Salmon, we know little of William Walford, but his hymn, Sweet Hour of Prayer, has touched hundreds of thousands of life on both sides of the Atlantic, expressing the genuine joy he found in prayer. Thomas Salmon, a New York native, 
spent some time in Colshire, Warwickshire, England, where he became acquainted with William. He tells this tale of what happened one day while he was visiting the blind pastor. He repeated two or three pieces which he had composed and having no friend at home to commit them to paper, he had laid them up in the storehouse within. How will this do? asked he as he re repeated the following lines with a complacent smile touched with some light lines of fear lest he subject himself to criticism. I rapidly copied the lines with my pencil as he uttered them and sent them for insertion in the observer. If you should think them worthy of preservation, three years later, Salmon was in the U.S. and showed the poem to an editor of the New York Observer, who printed them in the September 13, 1845 issue. The text first appeared in the 1859 Baptist hymnal, Church Melodies, edited by Thomas Hastings and Robert Turnbull. The famous American gospel songwriter, William Bradbury, who composed music for so many beloved gospel hymns, such as Just As I Am, The Solid Rock, and He Leadeth Me, also wrote the music for this favorite hymn in 1861. The tune and text appeared together for the first time in Bradbury's collection, Golden Chains, from which it has become a staple of hymnals around the world. This hymn goes to the heart of one of the most basic Christian practices, prayer. For William Walford, who was born on 1772, and he died on 1850, prayer was an in, in, intensely private affair where one seeks refuge from temptations and trials and pours out the depths of one's soul before God, who already knows our wants and wishes. This kind of prayer fostered in the hymn is private prayer rather than prayers of the body of Christ gathering in worship. Stanza 1 focuses on petitionary prayer that responds to seasons of distress and fear. Stanza 2 focuses on prayers of thanksgiving, where the singer shares the joys I feel. Stanza 3 returns to petitions, but the focus is on the God, whose truth and faithfulness engage the waiting soul to bless. We want to point out this view of devotional prayer, while positively valid, should not be confused with the public prayers of thanksgiving, admiration, perdition, petition, and intercession and blessing. This hymn stresses prayer, prayer for the world, the people. All possible prayers we have every day is squeezed into one hymn that exaggerating it was entitled Sweet Hour of Prayer. The romanticized language adds a tone that stresses withdrawal from the mundane world and focuses on God alone. It's powerful religious script we use as we talk to him in prayer. 
Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, Acts 3.1. This hymn helps to explain many of the blessings of prayer that makes it so sweet. According to stanza one, prayer is a relief and escape from the devil's snare. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief and oft escaped the tempter's snare. By thy return, sweet hour of prayer, we can resist the devil. In James 4, 7, 1 Peter 5, 8-9. But escaping the tempter's snare includes prayer, as we see in Matthew 6, 12-13, 26-41. Also, we must ask for forgiveness of sins in prayer, as seen in Acts eight twenty two. According to stanza 2, prayer is a time of joy and bliss. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, the joy I feel, the bliss I share. Those with thanks in spirits burn, with strong desire for thy return. With such I hasten to a place where God my Savior shows his face and gladly take my station, station there and wait for thee. Sweet hour of prayer. Christians are joyful. Philippians 4, 4, and 1 John 1, 4. Prayer is a way to express our joy and bliss. Colossians 4, 2, and Hebrews 13, 15. Because of this, we should always pray everywhere, boldly and fervently, as in Luke 18, 1, 1 Timothy 2, 8, Hebrews 4.16, and James 5.16. According to stanza 3, prayer is an opportunity to make known our wishes, cares, and petitions to God. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, thy wings shall my petition bear to him whose truth and faithfulness engage the waiting soul to bless. And since he bids me seek his face, Believe his word and trust his grace. I'll cast on him my every care and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. This is God's will, shown in Philippians 4, 6-7 and 1 Peter 5, 7. There are many things that we may pray for, the, pray for. The church, rulers, wisdom, health of others, shown in Ephesians 6, 18-19. 1 Timothy 2, 1-2, through 2, James 1, 5-6, and 3 John, verses 1-2. through 2. God promises to hear and answer the prayers of his people in Matthew 7, 7-8. While blind Walfords seemed to see with his heart, God used his simple words to become a great hymn that would minister to millions. Reverend Salmon died in 1854, and more likely, Reverend Walford never knew that his poem was ever published, much less that it would become a beloved hymn. When we sit down to pray, we bring a lot of baggage. As soon as we wake, our thoughts threaten to go rogue. 
Praying scripture is a powerful way to reset our focus. God seeks a relationship with us, rooted in prayer and the study of scriptures. Through these divine methods of communication, believers experience the presence of God in their daily lives. His peace, which transcends all understanding, permeates the lives of those who choose to walk with Christ. We are continually enlightened by the way God connects His truth in our prayers to everyday life. Spend some time with the Creator that loves you so much. Hey, Linda, can I play something on the tenor sax? Yes, Glenn, play Sweet Hour of Prayer. We absolutely love it when you visit with us on our podcast, and it's always so good to hear from old friends and new friends, too. We enjoy sharing stories and history about the old-time hymns, the authors and events related to the writing or their songs. We hope you've been informed and thoroughly enjoyed yourselves. Our music has been distributed to many places on the web, and you can hear it absolutely free by searching the web for the music of Glenn Dawson. It's our gift to you, our friends. Hey, go over to YouTube and search for us. When you get there, punch the like button and the subscribe button. 
you can help us there and we'd appreciate that so much we need 4,000 watch hours in 12 months and a thousand subscribers this will help us get our channel going our program is a part of the Glen Dawson Evangelistic Association and we're a nonprofit organization dedicated to sharing Jesus with everyone we enjoy hearing from you and you can write us on the platform that you're hearing us on or you can go over to our webpage at glendawsonea.com. That's Glenn Dawson, G-L-E-N-N-D-A-W-S-O-N-E-A.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship. God, God be, be with, with you, you and goodbye for now. Goodbye for now. now.